Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you, you, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on than Tyler O'Neill. Nobody. There you go. This is your first interview since the trade? Since the trade? Yep, you're my first. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, first off, Tyler, I I have an exchange for you. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Did I send you images of uh, the T-shirts, the baseballs and boring T-shirts or not? Yeah, you did. I All saw right. those. Listen, I, I tell everybody, and Xander Bogarts was the first person to say this, that it's, never, it's made my triceps look better than ever. But I feel like that w- won't be a problem with you. But so anyway, I am willing because I feel like you're the perfect person to wear these T-shirts. I'm sending you whatever T-shirts you want. Here's the exchange. We are desperate for a Baseballs and Boring theme song. And you play the piano. So... <laughs> Is that possible? I, I, are you? I mean, I don't know if you. I know you play the piano. Do you, yeah, do you, yeah. Do you, um, do you, do you compose or? No, well, no, nothing crazy like that. I'm, I'm nothing special. Um, you know, I know a couple scales and I can put them down on the keyboard a little bit, but I'm rusty. I haven't had a piano in my house for a couple of years, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I'll probably be looking to get one at some point, but um. Yeah, I definitely got some rust on the fingertips, that's for sure. All right, well, <laughs> if nothing else, maybe it, it, we'll still sell you a T-shirt. It's okay. All right. But, uh, maybe, like, for your walk-up music. What's your walk-up music right now? Um, so it was uh, it was a house track. It was that pump-it-up track. Um, so nothing nothing crazy. I kind of I go back and forth between a couple couple songs. I had Post Malone in the past, um, you know, Devil's Eyes in the past. I liked... Um, but yeah, right now it's like a house techno beat. It's, uh, whatever gets the fans going, you know, it gets gets everyone on the same page, it gets everyone going. Um, and it was working for a little bit. All right. Well, I feel like 
maybe like you can like a little post Malone and then integrate like I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the piano, like how you can personalize it. Bum bum bum. Compose my own walkout song this year. That yeah, yes. You yeah. should you should compose well, your own walk. They should have a good organ on at Fenway. Oh, the, oh, they do. Yo, Josh yeah. Cantor. Oh yeah. Let's yeah. I mean, there you go. Is that two different things though? The organ and the piano. <laughs> Bit of a different sound, I would say. And a lot no, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's crazy. You can go like double key, double double board, triple board. Dual hands and stuff, and there's some crazy ones out could there. Could you play? Could you play the Fenway organ? Could you? Could you do that? That's a little bit, little um, too much to too much to bite for me. That's a little much. All right, I know that these are all questions that probably didn't anticipate, but it's just top <laughs> of mind. Uh, I appreciate. I did I pre- not think we were coming out of the gate talking about piano. With us no, awesome. no. Well, listen. All right. Well, let's talk about what. How do you uh, <laughs> get back down to brass tacks? Uh, how do you find out about the trade? How do you find out about it? Yeah, so um, you know, obviously the Cardinals came out a little while ago and and let some team let the league know that I was on the block. So it was kind of a matter of time for me. Um, and you know, we got a call from the PO PO over here in St. Louis, John Mozeliak, and yeah, he just said, you know, things are on the move. Um, you know, we're going to get you to great organization over to the Red Sox. Um, you know, it just it's it was it was such an exciting moment for me. Um, you know, obviously I could have gone anywhere, but. I'm, I'm so grateful that it, it turned into, you know, the Red Sox organization. There's just so much history, um, so much legacy, so, so much success, recent success. Um, yeah, I was, I was just still pumped up that it was the Red Sox, man, honestly. And I uh, was looking forward to, looking forward to flying out there today and checking in with some of the guys. Um, you know, looking forward to getting going, looking forward to taking aim at that monster. Um, you know, all of the above and just, just experience the fan base, uh, experience the city. It's, it's going to be great. So when when you you may mention that they made it clear even in the media said hey listen you we're probably gonna use Tyler as as part of the, the uh, a trade piece or do they tell you that or do you hear it through the media how does that work? But yeah, most of it I hear through the media. Um, as as players, you know we don't we don't get any forewarning really. Like it's more assumption than anything. You can talk to our reps, um, talk to our t- um, you know our the agency team reps and stuff, and they can kind of give assumptions, but you never know what conversations going on behind closed doors. So, um, you know, it was, it was just a matter of time for me, for them to move me out of there. And, um, again, I'm, I'm very thankful I landed in Boston. Why? So why, like, I get like the, the fact is that, you know, the Red Sox historic organization, um, you know, you have a place to your swing. It plays to a lot of things. But when you first hear about this trade and you hear Red Sox, because it could be anywhere, right? So why was it, oh, good, that, that makes me happy. I'm happy that I'm going there. Because, you know, the flip side of it is, well, you know, Red Sox, they weren't the last couple of years. They've struggled a little bit. Um, but for you, like, what what was the thing that elicited what you're talking about? What made you happy that it was the Red Sox? Yeah, so, uh, well, we went to Fenway, went to Fenway last year too, but I played in 22 there. Um, and it was the first time that I've ever been to Boston. First time I played at Fenway. Um, and it was awesome. You know, we, we stayed in a nice hotel. We stayed downtown. Uh, the city's super clean from what I saw. It's very well kept. Um, you know, the ballpark's obviously very historic. I mean, you don't see anything like Fenway anywhere else. Like every, the night, the, the, 
really cool part about baseball is every stadium has different dimensions, different, you know, different restaurants, different views, different batter's eyes. Um, but Fenway is obviously, you know, there's no green monster anywhere else. Like, I mean, that's just, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, you know, I was obviously playing left field at the time and, you know, it was, uh, it was a new experience for me to learn how the ball came off the green monster and how to field it. Um, um, you know, just my dimensions thrown to the bases and stuff. Uh, just the, the uniqueness of the dimensions is what really intrigued me. Mm. And, you know, I, I just, I just couldn't get over it. I couldn't get over it for, since a couple of years ago. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like where I'm going to be playing right, center, left or wherever. Um, you know, I'm down to play wherever, but, um, you know, it's just such a, such a unique ballpark. Like right center, it goes out into a little corner out there and loops around the right field line. It's like 300 feet down the right field line, 300 feet down the left field line. Um, this, the, the, the ballpark really gets me excited to show up every day. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that's a standout for me. Well, that's, you know, it's cool that you're saying that because, Tyler, we talked about, we've talked on this podcast, baseball's and boring, about people falling in love with baseball, right? And you walk into a park and the constant is, oh, the green is never greener and the white, well, the whites are never whiter and it's just the whole thing. Um, and I don't know what, for what was the first major league park you walked in, into? Wrigley, Wrigley Field that debuted at. That was, wait, so that was the first one you've ever walked, you ever walked into? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was wow. before they had uh, like visiting clubhouse renovations and stuff, so it's still pretty old over there. Um, <laughs> it's the same locker room since Babe Ruth has been playing there. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's it, oh man, it's it's way up the stairs. It's like you're climbing four or five stories um, just to get up to the clubhouse from the dugout. It's pretty crazy. So, got to get your stair climber in out there. But um, you know, Wrigley, Wrigley's always held a special place in my heart. Obviously, debuting there and. You know, the fans are rowdy out there. It's great baseball. Um, the ivy and the brick wall and stuff. It's awesome. Um, but you know, something about those old ballparks, it, it, it hits home for me. And, um, you know, Fen- Fenway fits the bill, thankfully. Well, the, so the other part about it is when you see the wall and, and it's funny, you know, or interesting, you played in front of the wall. When you see that wall, one of the first people, uh, things that people think about is, wow, that seems close. And obviously for you, it it seems closer than it does for me because it's easier for you to hit home run than it is for me. But is that that is that a thing? Was that the other part of this? Is that man? Can you imagine playing here? Like it would be kind of cool because this wall is really close. For sure, it's uh, it's all, it almost baits you to want to as a righty to want to pull the ball, you know. And and that's you know that's not going to be my approach. I'm not trying to pull the ball and wear out the monster, you know. I'm. I'm uh, I'm thinking a, a good approach for me is to backspin the ball to center field because even center field is only like 380 something feet or mm-hmm. so. It's a bit of a high wall, but I don't really think that it would affect me too much. Um, you know, I'm more of a fly ball hitter anyway, historically speaking. So I'm just going to trust my bat path and, and trust my ball flight um, and you know work on backspinning the ball to center field, which is a pretty good generic approach for anyone, but for me especially, I think it'll work well at that ballpark. So so now this is perfect because I, I love talking the wonkiness of getting into hitting and you're in the St. Louis area. You still you're good for you for for training in the walking in the cold. I, I would imagine. Yes, no doubt. It's so still being in the cold and working out there and not going to Arizona or Florida. This, you're a real one for doing it. So it's yeah. uh, so tell me about and I know that so you obviously have the great year in 2021. You have some injuries. But every year's new and every off season's new. 
Um, when you go into this offseason, I find this fascinating. What are you looking at? What are you doing differently? What are you focusing on? What is the thing you're saying, hey, everybody, this is going to work, and this is going to be more like a couple of years ago? Yep, yep, for sure. I've um, obviously made a lot of adaptions adaptions to my training program. Um, you know, I'm working with uh, working with my new trainers this year. Um, you know, it involves a lot more um, a lot more intensive warm ups, getting my body ready the right way, more shoulder mobility, more hip mobility. Um, I'm on a core program religiously that I do every day. That's helped out my back a lot. Um, you know, I think anyone knows once you're rotating. You know, if you're a golfer or any any kind of rotational sport, you know, you got to take care of your core to take care of your back. So that's something I really learned on last year, and I feel like I'm in a really good place there. And um, implementing full range of motion activity, um, I think it's been really good for me, you know, getting in those deep range of motions, you know, really deep into my hip when I'm doing different lower body exercises and really focusing on opening up my shoulders before I get under the bench press and dumbbell press and stuff like that. So um you know my body's feeling really good it's felt as good as it ever has i feel like my range of motion is better than it's ever been my strength is back to where it needs to be um and i really like what i'm doing right now i'm going to be getting on a back program pretty soon here um and you know everything's lining up to be right right ready in spring training right in time so um i like where i'm at a lot right now so it's it sounds like it's more of you you're focusing on uh, flexibility, like tweaks in terms of conditioning to just avoid any sort of injury. More than ah, I got to change my stance, I got to you know change my approach. It's more of if I stay healthy, 2021, that's around the corner, right? That's the thing, right? You know, it's just about getting a consistent routine and getting into the rhythm and then just playing from there. The toughest part about being injured is, is the setback, you know, because um, obviously, you know, we're in spring training for six or seven weeks and you build up your body and then you go into the season and there's lots of excitement and lots of stuff going on. And then if you get hurt, you know, you have to set all that back and you got to, you know, put your, put your feet up and just stop exercising. I mean, with my, with my back issue last year, that's what I, you know, can't do anything when your back's, when your back's hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to, just deload all my activity and then re-ramp back up and try and get in that rhythm again. Um, you know, there's a lot of travel involved and you're going down to minor league rehab assignments and stuff. And, you know, it's not where I want to be, obviously. And um, I'm, I'm trying to pay it forward the best I can and put my put myself, put my body in the best position that I can, play 160 games in a row with and uh, get in that rhythm and, you know, just, just being in that camaraderie with the guys, just everything, you know, physically, mentally, everything, staying in the routine and coming to the ballpark every day. Um, that's the key right there for me. So it's interesting. And you know, I, I totally buy that, that if, if everyone looks at, okay, you know, what was successful and what was, what were the downturns? If you just stay consistent, if you stay present, if you stay, if you're able to have that routine, then that's going to lead to the success. But when you're when it's disjointed because of injuries, and and I really, you know, I think this that's I, you hit on nail on the head. I mean, I can totally see that. Where if if you're like in a rhythm, especially when you're in a good rhythm, like then so that's all it is. Just just be around, be around. And be, be having normal seasons as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I've experienced what it's like to be set back and to have to, you know, build up again multiple times over the course of a season. And I think it's almost tougher the first time you get, like, if you get hurt, 
early in the year, it's almost tougher because then you got to build up and get up to speed with the guys that are already in midseason form. Meanwhile, I might be in, you know, it's June, July, I might be in April form, right? You know, just in terms of my sharpness and my crispness um, to the craft. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm on a new training program this year, like we were talking about. I, I really like it. Uh, it's going to carry into the season. You know, we were kind of changing some things up last year. Um, there's there's a little bit of inconsistency for me in there, but I really like what we're doing this year. How did you find, so when did you switch the the trainers? Um, so I was here in St. Louis all of last off season, um, training out here at the ballpark. And, um, yeah, it was good. You know, we were, we were lifting hard and working really hard and stuff. Um, but we were doing a couple, couple, uh, there was some mounted exercises that just didn't, they just didn't translate the right way for me. There was like heavy weighted mounted exercises. Um, it just didn't translate for me. And, um, you know, we've done the due diligence, um, to make those adjustments and, um, you know, again, working the full range of motion, a uh, little lighter weight, you know, I'm still getting my heavy weights in and stuff, but in the right way this time, um, you know, traditional like squatting, bench press, deadlift stuff, making sure I'm having proper form, of course, and proper spotting and different stuff like that. But, um, again, it's, I, I, I like where I'm at. So that leads us to, uh, I, I solicited some questions and surprisingly, a lot of them were about your, your physical fitness routine. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, my first one is like, I always say I, I've reached full muscle capacity. I haven't, I just, all I can do is maintain now, Tyler. So yeah. I can, I mean, I feel like, like if, if you, you might be actually near full muscle capacity. I mean, it's, it's thank you. close. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just trying to keep my range of motion at this point. <laughs> See, there you go. You read full yeah, capacity. Yeah. All right. Um, here we go. Well, the first one was Red Sox centric. Have you been in contact with Jaron Duran? Uh, just briefly, he shot me a text when I first got over here. Well, the text was, how much do you bench? <laughs> no, no, it was, all, it, was a, it was a welcome text for sure. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure, as you know, my phone was. It was going off for a couple of days there, so it's just nice to shot a quick little welcome over. It was awesome, um, but yeah, no, I look forward to getting in the gym with him and seeing that routine. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's some there's some good physiques on this team. <laughs> I, I would ask you to power rank the physiques on the Red Sox, but I don't think that's fair right now because you haven't seen <laughs> them in person. Um, yeah, exactly. But, but I, but you know, I think it's it goes without saying that you you and Jaron Duran are. Our uh, one two or two one, whatever it is, and then we'll go from there. I know Kenley Jansen is working really hard. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. No, yeah. he's uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a tough arm to face out of the back end of the pen. Uh, I faced Kenley a couple times, and it's it's no fun. No, so all right, so let me ask you: in the course of a game, has any player asked you about your regimen, your physical fitness regimen? Like in the course of a, I feel like somebody must have. I mean, yeah, I mean, you get on first base during a day game. Some guys ask if I made sure I got my arm day in, but uh, that's probably the extent of it. You know, I, I mean, everyone's on their own training program. They're on their own stuff and stuff. So it's more just jawing and back and forth and whatnot. But, um, yeah, no, it's uh, – I've heard that one a couple of times. All right. That's good. I mean, if you're going to yeah. hear something at first base, it's not a bad thing to hear, right? Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Uh, all right. These are very specific. This is like squat max. What's all time or, or right now? No, no, because we're working on flexibility right now, right? I mean, yeah, right. 
yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going I'm going full range of motion right now. Um, yeah, I'm getting three plates up right now for about six reps. So I'm doing that two or three times, um, supersetting with a couple other things. So I could probably do three plate 25 on each side to be what 365 ish. I would okay. say. What was so? What was your max? Is that your what was your max of all time? Well, max PR probably get down in like 90 degrees. It's over five plates pretty okay. easily. Um, I've done that multiple times, multiple reps, multiple times. But I mean, anything over anything over 300 pounds. I mean, especially with like what happened with me and my back last year. Like, it's not worth it to me. Just the compression in the spine and stuff. I don't feel like I'm going to get as as good or as much work that I can do with more range of motion at a three plate level, you know, than obviously half the range of motion at four plus plates. Um, it's just not worth it. Okay. Uh, this is a question that I've asked uh, multiple baseball players. Um, you know, I get, in, I go back to Bogarts, Bogarts, and it's almost like a goof because no one, no one wants to answer it. But now I actually feel like it's, it's going to hit bench max. What's your bench <laughs> max? The all time, like all time yelling at you in the gym, like yeah. everyone hovering around. What's the bench max? Yeah, uh, four twenty five. Oh, yeah. Did, Excuse did you have- me, um, four thirty five. Four plates, fifteen on each side. Okay, four thirty five. Did you have? Was that the scene? Was like you know, like was everyone? gathered around or was it just you and a spotter oh i just had my dad spotted me it's actually on my instagram right now that was oh man that was seven eight years ago though okay <laughs> I had to keep that one up though but I, I got a video proof of it so all right that's good that's good yeah. uh all right daily this is again things i've never thought i would ask. daily protein intake um yeah i'm probably i'm probably getting up to you know, 80, 80, 90 grams a day. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not really much of a breakfast person. If anything, it's kind of a later later deal for me or like leftovers for lunch or or something like that. Um, but, you know, I'm just making sure I'm getting uh, balanced meals and having some solid proteins later in the day, making sure um, getting those carbs in, eating my vegetables, staying away from a lot of processed sugar. Uh, fruits are good, but processed sugar is no good. Um, can't do any kind of dairy. It's just like an intolerance or an allergy for me. So all kind of dairy goes out the window. So that eliminates a lot of desserts right off the bat. So that's good for me there. Um, yeah, that's what, about what, it. What's your cheat? Do you have a cheat? So I like pizza the best, but it's got to be like a vegan cheese. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, um, yeah. Otherwise, it's no fun for me. I am, so. if if I do nothing else in this life, Tyler, I will get you a sponsorship for the best vegan pizza in Boston. So nice, nice. I'm looking <laughs> forward to trying that out for yeah. sure. Um. All right. So your dad. You mentioned your dad. I know that obviously, Mister Canada. Um. And I know that there's the the magazine cover with him and Arnold that is out there. Did he ever compete against Arnold? Um, so that magazine cover actually isn't him. That must be another Terry O'Neill. <laughs> right. Ironic, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it drives him crazy. He sees it once in a while. They put it on the national broadcast once in a while, and it drives him crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. I mean, I get it. You know, yeah. it's not him. Yeah, yeah. And whatnot. Um, I don't think he competed against Arnold, but he has received awards from Arnold. You know, he won Mr. Canada. He was runner up for a couple of years back in the seventies. Um, 
And yeah, no, he, he's definitely, he definitely had a relationship with him for a little bit there. Okay. All right. Did, but, did he ever want you to go down that path? Like it, uh, it was, it was there for me if I wanted to, but I mean, much rather play baseball than, than do something <laughs> like that. No, no, no disrespect in any, in any regard at all, but you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the ability that, you know, I've worked for and, um, it's, I mean, I, I would rather play baseball personally. Better, better, best baseball movie. Uh, well, you ever see Pumping Iron, the movie? No, I haven't. Oh, I will forewarn you. I'm not a big movie guy. It's tough for oh, me you're to not. Still for more than 30 minutes. So, oh, oh, Rob, good for you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I got to stay moving. Thank so. goodness for the, thank goodness for the pitch clock, right? Yeah, no doubt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, well, it doesn't wow. give you enough time to kind of walk out of the batter's box and reset anymore. Sometimes we're just caught with our feet stuck <laughs> in the ground. So, wow. I think speaking of the pitch clock, there's a couple of modifications they, they could do with that. Uh, I All think right, it's going to take a couple of years to set in though. Yeah. So what, what do you got? Like, so we had, we've had, uh, we've had all kinds of good pitch clock talk. Matt Strong right. came on and, and it, it went viral talking about beer sales. You know, and okay, which yeah, is a whole. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that conversation, but you know, it, but there, if you got anything, we're we're wide open to any pitch clock talk. What do you got? Yeah, well, I feel like you know it's, it's different with um, bases empty and runners on. You know, fifteen seconds empty, twenty seconds runners on. I think. Yeah, so I they they were like, talking I about mean, lower into eighteen. Yeah, I mean, I personally don't like the inconsistency of the different times because for me, like, you know, obviously the situation's different. The pitcher's got to look in, but they have a pitch calm anyway. So it's not like catchers have to flash a bunch of signs anyway. Um, but they do have to hold runners and do a couple extra things. I think they should make it. This is just my personal opinion. I think they should just make it a flat 18 seconds, runners off, runners on, give it something in between They're Like I am not a guy that likes to get out of the box and take a practice swing and adjust my batting gloves. Like I like to get in there, stand my ground and go get them. But sometimes with the 15, like you foul the ball off, you know, got to have to walk around, reset, look up at the clock. And it's that 10 seconds. You got to hurry back in the box. Then things start to speed up, you know, pitchers ready. There's also other times where runners are on is 20 seconds. And it's just like, it's, you know, he's standing there forever. So, like, for me personally, I think there could be a good happy medium there at around 18 seconds. But, I mean, those issues are all way over my head and a lot more hoops to jump through than just my complaints. It's not a complaints. I mean, it's opinions. This is this is what it's all about. And I think that's, it's sure. important. I mean, we haven't even gotten into – and I want to have on um, a physician like Dr. Neil Alatrach or someone to talk about – we haven't dug in on the impact of injuries – of looking that so but that's for another day we have all spring training to talk about it. i know you're going to get going the last thing is is that i want to officially name you back in 1990 arnold was named the ch- chairman of the council of uh physical fitness and sports for the united states of america i would like to announce that i am uh if you will accept the award the naming you our chairman of uh of physical fitness and sports for baseballs and boring we are our <laughs> We are, are trying to make our listenership and our following um, more fit. So we will we'll take awesome. that responsibility. That's awesome. Well, you know, hopefully I can live up to that name and do Boston proud for a little bit. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Tyler. Thanks so much. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the time today. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. 
I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.